0: at the organ, I was weary and ill at ease, and my fingers wandered I Hello, uh, welcome to the American Writers Hundred Pages at a Time podcast. So, I think uh, if you've been f- listening along to this podcast, we've you'll know we've been working on uh, diving into uh, the works of Henry James, uh, and now we're ready, I think, to finish up our look at his second novel in a in a brief episode where I just sort of wrap up um, my thoughts. I don't have a whole much, whole lot more to say. Um, I think kind of my thoughts are pretty much established in the previous novels, and the last four chapters don't do much to change my fundamental view of it. Um, you know, I think ultimately we're ending up with a story about these two men, uh, Roland and Roderick, and their relationship, and how it evolves over time, and, and this bromance is, is such that they really can't depart from each other. They're really the central relationship in the novel. Although you do have these women on the outskirts, you have a couple of Uh, we got a love triangle and you got another kind of well let's less direct you got another love triangle involving another character Um, and you have this theme of Americans abroad Uh, our two main characters are both Americans lit trying to live in Europe for very different reasons Roland because he's rich and bored and wants to do something relevant in his life Roderick because he thinks he can make a career for himself Um, and we also have uh, the princess or the soon-to-be princess we got the the um uh, Mrs. Light, Ms. Light and her mother, Mrs. Light, who are Americans as well. Um, she ends up being a princess by by the later part of the novel. So uh, so you got that theme. And, and, you know, I started reading The American, which is the next book uh, we'll look at in this podcast. Another three episodes or so on that book. And I'm really wondering, you know, I always got this impression of Henry James is, is talking as kind of, Bullish, I guess, on on American life abroad, right? Because he, of course, eventually becomes a British subject. He, he stays abroad. But there's a lot of, uh, you know, and, and I was kind of thinking we're going to get like, oh, the, the, the vulgar American abroad kind of story. And we don't get that here. Instead, I get the feeling that America ruin, or I mean, Europe ruins Roderick, makes him a kind of a horrible person. Right. He's, he's much more interesting and creative. And now it seems to have a lot more potential in back home in New England than he did when he you know, comes off to goes off to to Europe. It's just it's just a pretty rapid decline in his fortunes. Now, you could blame kind of his relationship with Miss Miss Light, with Christina Light for that to a degree. Um, and that might be fair. She is a bit coquettish. She's described as coquette many times by Roderick. She's uh, a bit of a flirt, and, but at the same time, she, she may, it's pretty clear she's never going to marry down into someone of Roderick's status. So as much as she likes him, her social status is going to win out. And, and, and maybe that's kind of a theme of the novel, is the inability to break free of our, of our you know, place in life. Um, but Roderick's the character that undergoes, I think, the most change over the course of the novel and his change tends to be one of decline. So the most dynamic character, the titular character, is one who just suffers a, a really, really dramatic decline. But it's largely based on his relationship with this Christina Light. And we do not you don't get the same sense it's an engagement with Europe so much. Like had this been set in America, and Christina Light was just a, a beauty from New York or something who visited him and he fell in love with and he wants to do artwork around her, I could see the same story existing, and he, you know. Europe is, in some sense, irrelevant to the novel, even though James spends a lot of time exploring the detail of the setting and the, he spends time in Florence. And, and you almost get a sense of a tour of Italy and Switzerland in the novel there just because James wants to write about a tour of these places. It's not really essential for the plot. They're sometimes just like, oh, let's go to Florence. And they're in Florence for a while. Oh, let's go to Switzerland. And they're in Switzerland for a while. It's... Uh, Of these different environments that he wants to, you know, dig into, but none of them feel essential to the plot, really. Um, So, and that I guess the other unfortunate thing about this novel, in my view, is how art is kind of not central to the plot. If he was a writer or if he was a philosopher, I, I could see essentially the same story being told. I, you know, it's just kind of random that he's an artist. And maybe Henry James doesn't know that much about art enough to like talk about the actual process of of making statues. But we rarely see Roderick at work. We see him making progress or not on his artistic career, but we never see him really at work. Um, now, overall, this is obviously a much better novel than *Watching Ward*, but it's uh, you know it's not great. I mean, I'm not I'm not sensing this. Henry James greatness yet maybe it'll come around in the Americans that's at least a novel I heard of before Uh, I never really heard of uh, Roger Hudson before I picked up this volume so maybe that's better but I'm digging into that and it's it's set in Paris but it's it's kind of the same thing it's like a rich expat with nothing to do hanging out in Europe Um, anyways Let's jump into these last four chapters and give you a little bit of what's going on in these last four chapters, and then we can wrap up uh, this this um, this book. Of course, I'm interested in what you think of these books all the time, so please let me know um, what you think. People tend to respond to my like Lovecraft stuff or the Philip Dick stuff, but not so much to the to the mainline series stuff. The the real th- reason I'm here to explore American writers. Anyways, Chapter Ten is called "The Cavalieri, so this is going to be about. Uh, Jamakos Jack Giacosa, Jacoza Jacoza, I guess his name is, um, the Cavallari. Now, he, we find out later on that he's uh, Christina's father, and this explains why Mrs. Light is so insistent on her marrying up. It's because she wants to essentially keep her, I mean, she sees her essentially as, a, as already a member of the aristocracy and wants to keep her in that status. Now, while some of these chapters have the names of different characters they're really all about Roderick and Roland at the end of the day but we do learn some things crucial about these characters in these these chapters so um mostly this chapter like many of the ones we've been looking at is about Roderick's ennui about about Mary and his mother who he's becoming increasingly annoyed with and bored with the longer they stay in Rome and um, and mostly we get more ups and downs about uh, Roderick and his feelings for Christina. So it's all kind of repetitive. I, I really do think this novel drags on a little bit. <coughs> um, excuse me. It, go, it just goes on a, a bit much. Um, but uh, there, there's always these moments in Roderick's kind of ups and downs about Christina where he gets a little bit of hope. And here's one where, um, you know, I think, well, Rod, Roderick finds out that Christina is, has been complaining a little bit about the prince, right? And this is enough to, to move him on to the next high. Like, maybe he's a bit of a manic depressive, I guess. If if it wasn't that it's always attached to the his relationship with this one woman, you know, you almost would see that, you know. That, that might have been a more interesting novel, actually. I mean, once you add this this kind of unrequited... Romance—it gets kind of silly, and there's there's a couple unrequited romances in this this novel that kind of make these people come off as a little lame at times. But anyways, um, the the key key scene in this chapter, though, is the cavalier the cavalieri wants Roderick to to basically help settle the relationship between Christina and the prince. Not something he's really keen to do because he'd like to see them broken up, but. He basically wants Roderick to to kind of break up to help the lights and and to really commit to this because the Cavalier, of course, he knows his own relationship with Christina and he knows about Mrs. Light's ambitions and that it's better that she just accepts this marriage because this is the marriage is going to achieve the family's goals for for Mrs. Light, right? It's actually kind of interesting how like Roland and, and, and Roderick Maybe they have ambitions to become more like settled in Europe and become more part of Europe. Roderick, certainly artistically, it's Christina who is the one who really becomes ensconced in the European culture. She ends up uh, really part of it. Um, but anyways, that's the central scene here is the Cavalieri trying to get Roderick to to help all things with the lights. Then we get to Chapter 11, which is called Mrs. Hudson. And this is just some really painful stuff in this chapter, it seems to me. Uh, in fact, all the final chapters are, are pretty painful. Um, so he had left after chapter 10. He was kind of in a good mood again because he thought Mrs. Light was going to not be with the prince. But he gets news that Christina had suddenly married her. So this this marriage finally gets through, despite its ups and downs and the rumors and the back and forth and then Roderick's feelings finally word comes down that Christina will indeed be it, she already is married to the prince so that that door is kind of closed um, and at this point you know really the, re- the re- way this happened is not because Christina wanted to it's just that Mrs. Light was willing to use the truth about Christina's father to basically force her up and, and this gets to the key points like why must you marry up well, it's because you're not really marrying up. You're marrying into your, the class that you're destined to be in because of who your father is. So she used this parentage issue to basically almost say you're not really this 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 American. You're part of Europe, right? Maybe there's a metaphorical or symbolic element here to this. I don't know. Um, I kind of want to say there is almost like you got these americans who can't quite make it in europe and then going back or in europe and then make it going back to america but you got someone like christina light who is kind of has fond memories of america but is destined to be tied to the europe or like symbolized by not just any european like the european aristocracy is what she gets tied up to um but anyways that, that's how she, mrs light does it um and at this point, Roderick begins to become, become to come more clean to his family, uh, Mary Roland, his fiance. If if they broke up the engagement formally, I missed it in the book. It's there's there's a lot of like little details and things and conversations. But, you know, his mother is still there, right? And and they're still kind of together. So, I think the marriage isn't or the engagement's not broken up formally. Um but he basically has no money. He admits he's in love with Christina. He admits he's kind of hopeless, um, and he has really, and he, and he just he just sort of checks out at this point in the novel. Where he, there's a scene where he actually tells Roland, like you just do, you just tell me what to do and I'll do it, you know. And he's kind of like, well, why don't you get back to work? And he's like, well, I can't do that. I can't do anything. But if you tell me to go to Florence, I'll go to Florence. If you tell me to go to America, I'll go to America. Just just tell me what to do. He's lost all will to even like act. He's got total paralysis. Um, it's a bit of a shame because this Roderick seemed to have talent, but just didn't have the will to make it, I guess. He's too easily distracted by the girls. One girl in particular, right? He falls in love with her. Um, eventually, though, Roland says, okay, let's go to Florence, and, and he goes with them, and there's actually, a, I think here, a little game like, well, are you going to come with me? And Roland's like, of course I'll come with you. You know, Florence is another nice place to go. Maybe he thinks you're going to get some more artistic inspiration in Florence that once kind of the inspiration of Rome dies down. I think he, even late in this novel, he always has hope that Roderick can get back to his work. Um, and Roland can't say no to Roderick. There really is a romance here, if, if you're not sure. By this point in the novel, it's pretty clear that it exists. Now, Florence, as it turns out, is no solution to his problems. Uh, everyone is now miserable, um, more so than before. And Roland basically said, you know, the thing is, like, here's the here's the moment in which the characters could have said, OK, this isn't working. Let's go back to America. But Roland actually kind of encourages them to stay in Europe, which I think is really bad advice. And it's almost selfish advice because um, because he wants to keep this. He feels some debt or some relationship with Roderick. So he can't really let them go, and maybe it would have. Maybe this was the moment he really should have let them go, because of course tragedy happens by the end of the novel. Not that it needs it. I think the tragedy is actually affected by this point. If the novel ended here; it's, it's fine actually. Uh, but we do get two more chapters. In the first chapter, well, the first is called Princess um, Cassiomiso. So this is uh, I mentioned this chapter before because this is the. If you looked in the back of the book, you would know. Christina Light eventually marries this prince, this ugly prince. Um, but, yeah, that's it. This is our like final meeting between Roderick and, and the now princess. Um, now, they go on to Switzerland. So this is like the final stop in their little adventure across Europe. And Roderick lose, is, you know, lost it all, despite this other restart in Switzerland. There's really no hope for him. Um, you know... Roland starts to think, well, maybe he can make a move on Mary. That that's like the relationship that's always gets like second tier in this novel. Not enough is developed, and is also kind of our unrequited relationship that parallels the one with Christina. Um, but Roland tries to make a move on Mary without any success. So I guess she's sticking it with Roderick for whatever reason. Now there's a character that shows up here, which actually is early in the novel, but I didn't talk about him much. It's Sam Singleton, and you know, he's, he's Roderick, if Roderick had the work ethic, if he had not been distracted, if he had emotion, control of his emotions, he's what Roderick could have been. So Sam Singleton is another American artist in Europe who gets some measure of success just through diligence and hard work and, and doing things essentially properly, right? Not falling into these delusions of romanticism. You know he's what he should have been, and I I didn't. I don't think I said anything about this character in this series yet, but he is, I think, an important foil to to Roderick. He's the one that Roderick should have maybe modeled his life off of. Now, the climax of this chapter is Christina's arrival, and Christina confesses her affection for Roderick. This is not to Roderick though; this is to Roland. And she doesn't, I don't actually, I guess we don't get the final meeting between Roderick and Christina that maybe we're waiting for. It's between Christina and Roland. Um, And, you know, but basically she says, um, you know, she, she can't break free of, of her own social bonds. And she also says that her plans involve basically being a dilettante in Europe. So she's just going to carry on the the heritage of her mother now that she has the money and the security of being a princess. She's just going to travel around Europe, which isn't really going to be. I mean, it's not that's not the life that Roderick could have given her. And so she does. I guess this is as close as we get to her confessing that she loved Roderick. But I don't know if we should make too much of it. I think if, Rod, if Roderick hears this news, he would like if, Suddenly, you know, been able, he have been creative again or something for a few minutes until he realized that, oh, yeah, she's married and they're never going to be together. You go back into depression. You know, this, this guy seems to have some kind of mental personality disorder of some sort. Anyways, final chapter, Switzerland. Um, so here, um, basically, ro- Roderick begs Roland for money so he can chase Christina. Around Europe At this point he's kind of really around the bend It's like this is just ridiculous at this point point. Um, and Roland tries to say Well why can't I pursue Mary and, and he wants to do that This relationship doesn't go anywhere really in the novel But you know I think that would have been a nice happy ending to the novel And we get sort of a happy ending For Roland and Mary and Mrs. Hudson to a degree But you know not for Roderick It's too late for him um, Because in this chapter Roderick uh, falls from a cliff during a rainstorm and he dies. And so they just, he's gone. It's kind of a, there's nothing dramatic, but I do remember like the foreshadowing of this is that he's often trying to do risky things, trying to climb up cliffs, trying to impress the girls, you know, to do a dangerous thing to get a flower or something. He tried it a couple times in the book. And I, I think Roland tries to stop him one time from doing this. So I wonder if he was, if he saw a flower and he wanted to grab it at the cliff and he fell um maybe something like that was going on here um so he dies they deal with the body you know they resolve all that issues and then they essentially return to the usa and get some sort of contentment there so uh i mean the solution's not in europe it seems at least that's one lesson i'm getting from this particular novel at least not for roderick um but Again, I think this novel could have been told in pretty much any setting because it's really about these relationships between these characters. Roland and Roderick, Christina and Mary. That's that's really what the heart of this novel is. And I think Henry James just is interested in this European setting and this expat experience. So, um, you know, I think it's worth writing about. I sometimes thought about writing about expat in Asia. You know, I have some idea for like some horror stories that... But you write about what you know, right? So... I have a lot of thoughts about this expat experience in Asia And they kind of come to me as, as, as essentially horror stories Right And I think some of them actually are pretty good ideas But I just can't really write if, um, Fiction at all well So I don't know if they'll go anywhere But you know I understand That he's spent so much time abroad That it makes sense for him to write this way But it's You know I don't know I don't have the same fascination For Europe as some people do you know, I, I study art history. I study uh, their philosophy and all that. I think there's a lot to be, the lot, lot of interesting things in Europe, but I just don't have the drive to go there. Maybe I should. I probably will someday. Anyways, that's I guess all I got for the summary of this book. I don't know what to say. I, I'm still not saying go read this one. I I tend to recommend most things I read. If you gotta choose between Watch and Ward and this one, read this one for sure. But um, maybe maybe uh, the America will, will, will move me a bit more so far it's starting a little bit slow but there, there's a few more interesting things it's a very different story from the beginning it seems not just that it's set, it's set in, in Paris and not in Italy so anyways that will be next there will be probably three episodes for me to cover that novel um, I got another audiobook for this one, same reader uh, on LibriVox so that's very uh, thankful for that. Thankful for having a LibriVox reporting for this. Let's me read uh, in a little bit, a little bit more casually. I'm just going to take my time with this this volume. This is the last Library of America volume I even have in China, so I may have to take a break after this. So no hurry on getting through these last three novels of Henry James that I have in front of me. But in the meantime. If you have any thoughts about Roger Hudson or Henry James at all, let me know what they are. Send me an email at 100pagescast@gmail.com. And I'll see you next time with my introduction introducing introduction, introductory thoughts to the American I by said, Henry James. It seemed the harmonious echo from our discordant life It linked all perplexed.